What is up, everybody? Chris back again with another episode of the Wildlife Command Center podcast. And on this episode, it's going to be another Nuisance Wildlife Wednesday. And on this week's possums. That's right. Specifically, not a single Australian species, the Virginia opossum. It is the one and only marsupial native to North America. Pretty awesome stuff. I wanted to talk about them this week because I had a pretty cool little possum extraction here out here on the West Coast. And it was an adult female and she already had little minuscule baby possums in her pouch. She already had baby possums. And so as many of you might know, joeys, as they are called, juvenile marsupials, she had a gigantic pouch full of them. It was pretty crazy. This is the earliest, I guess I would say, out here it's pretty temperate, a pretty temperate winter. This is the earliest I have ever seen a mother possum with offspring. It's wild. And they were already, I would say, at least a month old. And so what that means is that they're pretty close to leaving the pouch, like it being too cramped in there, and then crawling on to their mother's back and holding on for dear life. So I know a lot of you have seen those pretty adorable pictures of mother possums just absolutely covered in their offspring. It's a pretty hilarious thing. Once they're too big for their mother's pouch, they crawl onto her back and they just ride from there. And, you know, eventually they, they come back and forage every so often as well as continue to nurse until they are able to leave or, you know, there's just like not enough room on the back of mom. And then they head off into the wilderness to go get hit by cars and eat trash. <laughs> so a little bit about Virginia opossums. I just call them possums. They are mostly scavengers slash insectivores. Mostly what they eat is bugs. They eat a lot of ticks, a lot of spiders, crickets, pill bugs, cockroaches, and all kinds of things of that nature. Grubs, although they don't dig necessarily like skunks and raccoons do. So when, like if we're talking about how they would be involved in damage to people's houses or property, they can't do any. Straight up, they can almost do nothing. They have no real strength capabilities in their hands, in their little paws, in their claws. They are strictly built for climbing. Very, very good at it. And they have little teensy-weensy little tips of claws. And that is just for gripping branches, basically. As well as having a prehensile tail. And you know, a lot of people think, ah, they're gross. They're disgusting creatures. They look like giant rats. And they kind of do. Their tail doesn't have a thick layer of hair or fur on it. So it's easier to grip things, let's say. And then unlike raccoons who have pretty decent sized hands and claws, they just have really nimble, soft little toesies. And those don't have hair on them either, or excuse me, a layer of fur. So they actually can't travel, migrate, emigrate, whatever you want to say. They don't have huge populations in northern freezing regions. These poor little guys, they get uh, pretty cold pretty quickly. You know, and of course, you've seen pictures of them in snow. But I'm just saying, the general gist, they don't really live in extremely cold areas. They're mostly a southern species. Being as nimble as they are, a lot of times you will see them crawling your fence in the middle of the night. 
I've seen them literally in my own backyard a few times, oddly enough. And fortunately, my hawk enclosures are strong enough to keep them out because so the couple year old males, when they get this huge giant head on them, they are actually decent predators of larger animals that they can get into and more so like cornered animals. They are not very fast. They are in fact quite slow, you know, And so sometimes they will get into chicken coops and eat chickens, but like they're more preferential to their eggs. Eggs don't flee. (laughs) Eggs can't run away basically. And it's a great little mouthful of calories that are easy to come by. Another big one, like I mentioned earlier, trash. They are some trash raiders. They're very good at being able to climb up into trash cans and trash bins and dumpsters and things of that nature. And so they'll take advantage of that stuff wherever they can. They don't mess with people's ponds or anything like that. They do have a need for water. Like They're not aquatic by any means like raccoons can be. Raccoons are very, very preferential to being around areas with water. That is not the opossums. They love them some trees and in fact are incredibly arboreal. And most oftentimes they will sleep in trees. And so to kind of touch on the story that I mentioned that I ran into this week, this person had an opossum getting into their roof to soffit junction on their house. And they said, yeah, it's, it was a single story. Yeah, I can see its little tail and we think it might be stuck in there. Da, da, da. So they had them send a picture and it was not stuck. It ended up just having its own little home in there. And so fortunately... This roof to soffit junction was not connected to the rest of the attic space. So she was just kind of nestled in to this gap. She could squeeze through the gap in the boards. And then back there was this perfect little nook for her. And she had packed this thing full of leaves and other nesting material. It was, it was pretty awesome. She had done a lot of work. And this is the one that I pulled out with that big old pouch full of joeys. So... It got her out of there and we took her to an area where she could live out her days and not mess with people anymore. So, you know, as you can tell, most of the times when people have these animals getting into their house, it is from somewhere up high. Well, actually, no, let me completely contradict myself. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. So, no, actually, most times when I have possums getting into people's houses, It's through a crawl space vent hole that's been busted through almost never by the possums because remember, they're delicate little fanciful things and they don't have the equipment to be able to lift heavy things like that or, you know, to to pull objects that need a real good pull in like a raccoon, skunk. They'd be busting through some stuff, I'll tell you that. So most of the times it's a knocked out crawl space vent or a gable vent that was torn open or some other type of attic vent that has an opening in it where the screen is broken down or was moved by like a squirrel. Squirrels can do some moving there. Squirrels and raccoons are usually the ones that do the opening up into the structures. And then the possums, they they just exploit it. They're just like, you know what? I'll live here. No big deal. Anywhere they can climb to, they will get into and then just live out, you know, their happy little days. Now, the unfortunate thing, possums, as far as uh, parasites, as many ticks as they eat, they are almost always absolutely covered 
in fleas. Ooh, yeah. This one I had a few days ago. Oddly enough, this female, the mother that I was talking about, she did not have so many. Thank goodness. But the one I caught a few days before that was absolutely covered in fleas. I guess it's just kind of a roll of the dice on the animal. You know what I mean? But more often than not, of all of the hundreds of possums I've caught over the years, they're usually riddled with fleas. And in areas like Louisiana and stuff like that, a fair amount of ticks, you know, they, they don't catch all the ticks and eat them. Sometimes they do get got by the ticks themselves. Oh man, those poor guys, you know. And once they embed themselves on you, it is really difficult to get a tick out if you're not, you know, a primate or a bird. <laughs> or if you don't have your own bird that's pulling ticks out for you. It's pretty much impossible. That's why you see deer and stuff like that just absolutely covered in ticks. Look, But I'm not here to talk about deer. I'm talking about possums. So some of the best ways to make sure that there's no entry points that these animals can use to get into your home, make sure your gabled vents, roof vents, all types of vents, all of their screens are intact. That's one of the number one areas that animals use to get in because it's a point of weakness. You know, it's not siding, it's not board, it's not roof, it's not shingle. It's a place where air has to move through to vent either the attic space to keep it cool or the crawl space to keep it dry. And so animals take advantage of that. You know, they will find weakness and they will exploit it, whether it be mouse, rat, all the way up to big old chunky mama possum. What's another big one? These roof to soffit junctions, I got to be honest with you, on almost every single house, there is a weakness there. Whether it just be teensy-weensy, open in the back that only mice can get into, or if it's big enough that a big old mama possum or raccoon can bust their way in, those usually have gaps. Their animals can get in and almost always into the attic space. So fortunately, as far as possums are concerned, they are pretty easy to catch. Pretty darn easy. I'm not going to lie to you. Most of the time, if you just bait a trap, you know, get, get a nice live cage trap, make sure it doesn't smell like other animals, cover it with like a nice fresh towel so it's dark and inviting. They are almost completely nocturnal. So they're not going to come out in the daytime. You almost never see them during the day unless there's something wrong with it. But one of the good things about possums is their body temperature is too low, unlike these rents, which are too damn high. Their body temperature is too low for rabies to be able to incubate properly to get to the point that it can be transmittable and it like takes over the brain and you know does what rabies does to animals, which makes them crazy and aggressive and like fearful of water, stuff of that nature. So there hasn't been like, it was like something in the 1800s. There hasn't been a case of a possum with rabies since then. So if there's a sick possum, it's probably something else. Don't think of it as possible rabies, you know, but still keep away from it. If you see a possum out in the daytime, there is not a good reason for it to be out. They are strictly nocturnal. They're very, very afraid of everything. And I will say with the one caveat to that, adult males, Please be careful around like two-year-old plus adult males. You'll know because it's going to be huge compared to other possums you may or may have not seen. It's going to have this big old boar head on it. That's what we call them because they have these 
once they're like, they've had a, a year or two of testosterone, their heads get gigantic and they can actually be dangerous and aggressive. Whereas like this probably two-year-old female based on her size that I dealt with was very docile. And you know, if you go to my Instagram, Lone Star with two R's, Trapper, L-O-N-E-S-T-A-R-R-T-R-A-P-P-E-R at the Lone Star Trapper on Instagram. And you look at the posts I just put up a few days ago. She like tried to bluff me at one point when I was working on pulling her out of this roof to Safa Junction, but she never even actually tried to bite me. You know, I was very safe because possums have a crazy amount of really, really sharp teeth, but it's all meant to mostly just chew on bugs. You know what I mean? They also do like fallen fruit. And so a lot of times if you have a fruit tree and you're not picking up all of the fallen fruit that's came down from it, or even they'll, they'll climb the dang tree because they're such good climbers. doesn't matter. Fruit in your yard will attract possums if they're native there. So don't really worry about it. You know, and if you have chickens, that's the other big deal that I mentioned. Just make sure that your enclosure, your yard, your house, your hen house, you know, your little area that you have for them is really well locked up because possums can and will climb fencing to get to eggs. So like if I just make the fence six foot tall, no, possums, raccoons, even bobcats and coyotes will climb a six foot fence to get into a nice hearty meal. And so if you see a possum back to that topic, don't really mess with it, you know, just kind of leave it be like if you're out at night, it will try and go away from you. Ha! Or do the old classic playing possum. You know what I mean? Where they, they fall over dead, they poop themselves, and then they, they open their mouth, they close their eyes, and they start to drool. And they physically go into this catatonic state. It's crazy. Their heart rate drops and literally become like so much so, or, you know, so to speak, impervious to pain. Whereas like if they're getting bitten on by something, it'll they just sit there. They don't really take it. Their body literally like shuts off those receptors to preserve itself because, you know, they're pretty tough little customers. And in all honesty, nothing really wants to eat them except for, crazily enough, mountain lions and birds of prey. Of course, they don't really give a dang. But a friend of mine had uh, mountain lions autopsied. No, necropsied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in their bellies, they found a bunch of possums and skunks. Shout out to Chris. Oh, man. Poor little guys. So if you see or have a possum issue, set a good old live catch trap with some cat food. You might catch a few cats first. That's just the name of the game. Kind of sucks. It's like, you know, besides cats, cats are by far the easiest thing to catch because they will be active day or night. And so, oh my gosh, I've set a trap for a possum and then before the day was even done, caught a freaking cat in it. They drive me up a wall. That's another episode. I'll probably do a whole episode on like ranting on feral cats. Keep your cats inside, people. You have no idea how many billions of animals they kill every single year in all countries. It's really unfortunate. Keep your cats inside, please and thank you. But anyway, set that trap baited with cat food in the back on and past the pan, cover it with a nice towel, and by golly, you should catch that possum lickety split. Or if you don't want to have to deal with it, no big deal. Give Wildlife Command Center a call, especially if you are in St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, 
Pine Bluff, Arkansas, Dallas, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Reno, Nevada, or Sacramento, California. We can catch possums really easily. We've been doing that, possum trapping, as well as a few other select animals for many, many moons. You know, when we started back in Shreveport, Louisiana, that was one of our most common little critters that we needed to catch and collect. So give us a shout. I appreciate you guys listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. If you could please, on whatever platform you listen to, leave us a good review. If it's Spotify, five stars, as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you're on Apple, you can actually leave some words, leave some kind words for me or some, give me some tips. Like, what would you like to hear about? Is there any guests that you would like me to have on? I'm going to start, you know, now that I've banked some episodes, start looking into having guests as well as being a guest myself on other podcasts as the animal expert that I am as far as native North American wildlife and non-North American wildlife, at least as far as reptiles and birds of prey are concerned. Appreciate you guys listening again to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Love doing this. This was your host, Chris Starr. Have a great one. God bless. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, aka Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus, download our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue, where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.